0: Good morning to all of you worshipping in Woodland Centre and also those of you worshipping in the online space. Christmas is round the corner. Most of us simply love the sight of Christmas lighting, the smell of Christmas turkey, or even the sound of unwrapping Christmas presents, isn't it? But besides all the presents and parting, what is Christmas all about? Have you ever wondered? If your friends, your children, or your grandchildren were to ask you this question, what is Christmas all about? How would you answer them? Today's sermon is titled as The Love of Christmas. It's taken from 1 John 4, verses 7 to 12. In verse 9 of today's passage, it tells us what is Christmas all about. 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 says this, In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent His only Son into the world, so that we might live through him Christmas is about love Christmas is not just about presents parting Christmas is about love the day that God sent his son Jesus down to be born sent into the world on Christmas Day his birth has sparked a glorious demonstration of a certain kind of love no one has ever seen or heard talking about love Do you know that the word love, agape, appears more than 30 times in the letter of 1 John? Why did John write so much about love? You know, some scholars even commented that Paul is known as the apostle of faith, Peter is known as the apostle of hope, James is known as the apostle of good works, and John is known as the apostle of love. So why did John write so much about love, particularly in chapters 4 and 5 that appears more than 30 times in the letter of 1 John? For us to understand why did he write so much about love, it's important for us to understand the historical setting, the context, the background of in those days when he wrote the letter. So when he wrote the letter of 1 John, it was 60 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. At that time, false teachers started to sprout in church and the Christians were no longer sure what it takes to have real faith. So Apostle John sees a critical need to write and reaffirm the important doctrines of faith. And in the letter of 1 John, this is what he writes. He writes that God is light, God is righteous, God is love. However, knowing that God is light, knowing that God is righteous, knowing that God is love is not enough. True faith is not only just knowing, but living it out. So it's not just knowing that God is light. Knowing that God is light, they have to walk in the light. Knowing that God is righteous, they must do what is right. Knowing that God is love, they must love one another. That is the heart of the letter of 1 John. Today's passage is all about love. Knowing that God is love, we must love one another. That is the heart of the passage That is the reason why we have titled today's sermon as The Love of Christmas. Before we dive in to read the word of God, let us pray. Father, fill us with your spirit to understand your word. May we not just be hearers, but doers of your word. Open our eyes to see you through the scriptures. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Today, let the love of Christmas permeate through our love for one another because when we do that, we will know God deeper. When we love one another, we will show God to others. When we keep on loving, keep on loving, that's how we grow in the knowledge of God and show God to others. Let us begin in the first point of today's sermon. Let the love of Christmas permeate through our love for one another. In that way, we will grow to know God deeper. Let us read from verses 7 to 10. From 1 John, it says this, from the ESB version, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be propitiation for our sins. You know, God's love was manifested on Christmas Day, the day that he sent his son into the world. But his love was not meant to just stop on Christmas, dwell on Christmas. God's love is supposed to spread, permeate, move beyond Christmas. Why do I say that? Because if you zoom in at verse 7 of today's passage, it says, Let us love one another. Love is written in the Greek present auditory subjunctive. Present tense implies a continuous nature. It is best translated as, let us go on loving one another. Let us go on and on and on loving one another because the present tense implies a continuous nature. It implies a movement. It implies a sense of spreading, permeating through the body of Christ. Let the love of God not just stop and dwell on Christmas Day. It's supposed to spread through the body of Christ. That is the heart of verse 7 and first point of today's sermon. So the more we love one another, the more we'll know God. Who wants to know God deeper? Can you raise your hand? Majority of us. But it requires us to love one another. You must be thinking, Pastor Sharon, where do you get that connection from? Let us zoom in at verse 7 again. He says, Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Knows God, knowing is once again written in the presence tense. It has a continuous nature. It is not just knowing God the day that you accept Christ saying the sinner's prayer. You're supposed to know God continuously in your whole entire discipleship journey. Knowing God is contingent on loving one another. They're interconnected. That means when you love one another, it's interconnected with your knowledge of God. Just like a two-wheel bicycle. If you have ridden, if you have rode a bicycle before, you will know that the bicycle has the pedals, right? So when you pedal on one side, it somehow links to the other side, and you just go on and on and on on a continuous journey. So loving one another is like that. It's connected to your knowledge of God. When you love one another, another pattern moves, you will know God deeper. When you know God deeper, you will love one another. They're just interconnected. Love one another. Let the love of Christmas permeate through the body of Christ. It's not supposed to just stop on Christmas, the day that Jesus was born on Christmas Day. It's supposed to spread, permeate, continue movement in the entire body of Christ. When we keep doing that, we will know God deeper. Church family, some of you, I want to encourage you that you you can't love one another fully and know God deeply if you are constantly in the online space. So speaking to those in the online space, if you are able, I want to encourage you in 2023, clear your Sunday calendar and come back to worship us face-to-face together in the body of Christ because you can only love one another fully, know God deeply when we are physically together in one space. And that's the reason why not all long-distance relationships can work out, because it's just very difficult to maintain a long-distance relationship. For those of you who are worshipping already in the on site in Woodland Centre, I want to encourage you, grow deeper in your love for one another in this spiritual family the moment you step into Woodland Centre. You can take the next step to love one another in this spiritual family, even though you may not know each other's name, the moment you step into the Woodland Centre. Stepping in Woodland Centre, attending a service, is somewhat different as compared to going to a movie theatre and watching a show. You know, when you watch a movie, a good movie, it is just a solo experience. You don't exactly discuss with the person sitting next to you or behind you, but you're just enjoying a good movie. Coming to Woodland Center to worship on site together is not watching a movie. It requires us to love one another. It gives us a platform, an opportunity for us to love each other in a space like that. How do you do that? Through little steps. Let the love of God permeate in our body of Christ the moment you step in. Example, when you see SST ushers greeting you, saying good morning to you, greet the person back. Good morning. Thank you for serving. This is how you can express God's love to one another in a family, spiritual family like this. When you come into the hall, affirm the AV crew who are serving so faithfully every Sunday. When you drop off your kids at level 4 to the DM case, before you drop them, before you pick them up, say thank you to them. Thank you for discipling my kid. Thank you for taking care of them while I attend the service. Affirm them. When you affirm someone, The love of God just spread beyond Christmas. It just goes on in the the body of Christ. Let the love of God continue into the century space the moment you walk in as well. When you sit down, the person sitting next to you is not a stranger. It's our brother and sister in Christ. So when you sit down sitting someone next to you that you're not familiar with, you can say, hi, good morning, I'm so-and-so. Just greet the person. If you feel a little bit shy, you don't want to say your name, you can just say, hi, good morning. As simple as that. And that's how we can allow the love of God to permeate through this spiritual family together. Last but not least, when you leave this hall, when you see somebody sitting there quietly, feeling burdened, but not coming up to pray, you can go up and say, is there something I can pray for you? You know, praying for one another It's not just the role of an altar minister. It's not a job of a church staff. Praying for one another is a privilege and it's our role as a brother and sister in Christ. So before you leave the hall, if you see someone sitting in one corner by himself or herself, just go up lovingly and say, is there anything I can pray for you? Because this is family. This is family. And let the love of God permeate through this spiritual family. And that's how we can grow in loving one another, and the more you love one another, the more you know God because they're interconnected. More than just loving each other in this spiritual space, let the love of Christmas permeate through your love for one another in the CG space. In the CG family, I want to encourage you Attend CG regularly. You cannot just attend CG once in the blue moon and love the person once in the blue moon. Be intentional in your CG attendance in 2023. And then when you attend CG, don't expect your CGL, ACGL core members to serve you. Remember, you attend CG so as to give you an opportunity to love one another and to know God. To love one another and to know God. So ask your CGL or your core team, is there something that I can serve, I can play a part, can I contribute supper, can I Can I? Um, can I lead worship, can I take care of newcomers whenever they are visitors to our CG, I want to just sit down with them and just talk to them. As simple as that. So it's, it's the little step that we do to grow in our love for one another, our commitment to love each other, not just in the spiritual family, but in our CG family. It's easy to love each other like that isn't it? Not too difficult. Just say, hi, hi, good morning. It's tougher to love each other in a CG space or in a ministry space when there are misunderstandings, miscommunications, conflicts, disagreements, or friction. If you are facing this in the body of Christ in your CG, I want to encourage you, don't give up on your CG. Don't give up on your church family. Don't leave church. Ask God to empower you to love one another through the miscommunications, through the misunderstanding, through the conflicts. Because the more you love one another, the more you know God. It is interconnected as shown in verse 7 of today's passage. I want to share with you a little story of my personal journey. Some years ago, I had a disagreement, conflict, misunderstanding, miscommunication, or you can name it, with a person in the body of Christ. And I was so upset and I refused to change my position. I held on to the position that I am so right and the person is so wrong. I just refused to be persuaded. I just told myself, and I'm so right. You know, I'm right, that person is wrong. And after holding that position for some months, it completely drained me. I lost sleep over it, I lost my joy, and I lost that heart of worship, that heart of gratitude towards all that God has given to me. So until one day, I decided to pray a simple prayer. By the grace of God, I prayed this. God, can you help me to see this situation through your eyes, through your heart, through your lens? And I prayed that for a few times. And God is so faithful. You know, the moment you want to try to love God and love Him, He will empower you. And I was praying one day, the same prayer one morning. That prayer, I didn't see any vision, okay? But I felt an emotion. I felt the grief of my Heavenly Father. I felt a grief that I've never felt before, that my father grieves when his children are not in unity. Suddenly, I saw that situation differently. Suddenly, it's no longer important who is right and who is wrong. And that day, I decided to let go of that situation That day, I decided to just forgive the person. That day, I decided to love the person as who the person is. And when I say that simple prayer of releasing and forgiving, I felt that my knowledge of God grew deeper than before. I I cannot explain it. I felt that I understood the passage when the passage says that God desires unity. God desires us to love one another so that the world will know that We are his children. We are his disciples. That day, I understood him and that passage deeper than before. So, my brothers and sisters in Christ, don't let the love of God just stop and dwell on Christmas Day. Let it go beyond Christmas. Let it spread. Let it permeate into the body of Christ. Because verse 7 says that it must have a continuous movement to spread and permeate and let us continue to Ask God to empower us to love one another, to forgive someone, because when you love one another, it's interconnected to our knowledge of God. They're interconnected, just like the two-wheel bicycle. Let the love of Christmas permeate through our love for one another, and that will deepen your knowledge of God. Secondly, when we keep loving one another, we show God to others. Let us read verses 11 to 12 for second point of today's sermon. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and His love is perfected in us. You know the word love in verse 7 is written in present indicative form, which means that it's a fact. It is not an option. Therefore, it's translated as we ought to love one another love once again is written in the present tense it has the continuous nature it implies a continuous nature just for your information not all verbs are written in present tense in the bible it's just that the passage that we're covering today has a sense of movement spreading let the love of God spread and move and the amazing promise is in verse 12 when we keep loving one another verse 12 says that we bring the unseen God into concrete expression people cannot see god but people can see god through our active love for one another so loving one another is not just interconnected to our knowledge of god it's also intertwined to our witness to the world that is lost when we keep loving one another we show god to others allow me to share with you a story right now from the salt and light it's an amazing story of god's love among the believers, and how that love has impacted the body of Christ and continue to spread among the readers in the online space. This story is a story concerning Fernando and Elizabeth. They are a missionary couple. Nicholas is a Singaporean. Five years ago, Nicholas was dating their daughter Maria in UK. They were studying back then, five years ago. One night, Nicholas and Maria, their daughter, each... Um, took down about 10 shots of alcohol, and then they decided to go for a spin. Nicholas was driving, and he was speeding at about 160 to 200 kilometers per hour. The car skidded, crashed. Nicholas came out almost with no injuries, but Maria died. Nicholas was charged with dangerous driving, and after being bailed out, he wanted to see Fernando and Elizabeth to ask them for forgiveness. That night he went to their home, he was shivering, he was crying, he wasn't sure whether the couple would forgive him. He went in and Elizabeth immediately hugged him. And that night there was no one with dry eyes. And Fernando said, let us pray. He laid his hand on Nicholas and he said this, son, I forgive you. The reason why I can forgive you is because I knew God before I knew my family. Forgiving Nicholas was not an easy journey. They made a choice to forgive that night, but it was very painful because they struggled with pain. Fernando and Elizabeth struggled with so much pain, so much revenge. But each time when the thoughts of revenge came, they would choose to forgive Nicholas. Nicholas was struggling as well. He had so much guilt and he nearly lost his faith. But it was God's love that was shown through Fernando and Elizabeth that got him through the darkest moments of his life. You know, Fernando and Elizabeth told Nicholas that they really want him to prosper and they desire to treat him as their own son. So there was a moment whereby they realized Nicholas would lose the roof over his head. They took him into their home and stayed with them. And when the prosecutor was pushing for a maximum 15 years of sentence, Fernando and Elizabeth, they appealed, they wrote letters, they wrote petitions to support Nicholas. And in there, Nicholas was given two years of sentence. And even throughout that two years in the prison, Fernando and Elizabeth continued to visit him every week. And every week, they would drive down 100 kilometers and drive back 100 kilometers home. Can you sense God's love in this story? And after being released from the prison, this is a picture of Nicholas, following Fernando to a conference in Costa Rica and just to testify of God's love and forgiveness in their story. Today, Nicholas has joined the pastoral staff and worship ministry in Good Gifts City Church in Singapore. Today, this story of God's love continue to impact the body of Christ and continue to spread and permeate among the readers in the online space. This story reminds us of verse 12 of today's passage, where we keep on loving one another We bring the unseen God into concrete expression. People cannot see God, but people can see God through our active love for one another. So let the love of Christmas spread. Let it not stop on Christmas Day. Let it go beyond Christmas Day. Let it spread among us so that we know God deeper and show God to others allow me to read John 13, verses 34 to 35 to all of us from the ESV version. This is what it says. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I've loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You know the operating language in the world is often rejection, Revenge, an eye for an eye. But if you choose to love and forgive, you show others who God really is. So in this Christmas, as we celebrate Christmas, if you desire the love of Christmas to permeate beyond Christmas into your heart and into the world, some of you, God has a question for you. God wants you to forgive someone, and are you willing to forgive that person? It could be a friend who has disappointed you, a spouse who was not there for you, a colleague who made use of you, someone who rejected you, betrayed you, or made life so difficult for you that caused you so much pain. And in this Christmas season, are you willing to let go and forgive this person? Forgiving someone in Christmas season may be easier than other seasons, because in this Christmas season, it's easier to just buy a gift and just reconcile with a person and say, I have a gift for you. Sometimes you are not ready to just sit down and talk to the person, but buy a gift and say, Merry Christmas, Blessed Christmas. If you are ready, by this Christmas, date the friend and clarify on their misunderstanding. Understand that when you clarify misunderstanding, you may not have a resolution in that sense because we all see things from a different point of view, isn't it? We all have a different viewpoint. And we must live with this fact that the body of Christ is still work in progress. You know, some months ago, I preached a sermon on how we are all work in progress and we are like unpolished wood. When you come too near to one another, we leave behind splinters on each other. That's how we wound each other unintentionally, not because we are evil people. It's just that we are unfinished work that is not polished yet. We're work in progress. And when you sit down and clarify a misunderstanding, it's not to demand who is right or who is wrong. It is just to reconcile and bless one another. Take this Christmas and use this opportunity to reconcile with someone so that If your friend or your children were to ask you this question one day, who is God and where is He? You are able to share your personal story of how you have forgiven someone and loved someone, even though it was so difficult. Because our friends and our children are constantly asking, who is God, where is He? When you have a story of loving someone, forgiving someone, you bring the unseen God into concrete expression. People cannot see God. Our children cannot see God. The next generation cannot see God. But they can see God through your active love for one another. Let the love of Christmas permeate through our love for one another. Loving one another is interconnected to the knowledge of God, like a two-wheel bicycle. Yet it's also intertwined to our witness to the world. If you want to witness to the world in this Christmas season, if you really want to grow in the knowledge of God, you cannot run away from the commandment that God has given to us, love one another. Christmas is all about love. May this Christmas help you to pause. Behold God's love. live out His love because God is love. Let us pray. I'm going to give you some time to just reflect on the sermon. It's an easy sermon to listen to, but yet difficult, because it requires us to surrender. It requires us to let go and to love someone that is difficult to love. Today, God is saying that He will empower you. Because God is love. God Himself will empower you. Let us rise and respond to God with this song and I will come back to pray for all of us.
1: As little children, we would dream of Christmas morning and all the gifts and toys. the greatest gift of Um. our
0: Allow me to speak to two groups of our friends here this morning. Some of you have not accepted Jesus into your heart. Today you want to receive His love. Today you believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead. You want Him to forgive you of all your sins. You want Him to give you a new heart to experience His love. And you want that new freedom to do what is right, to walk in the light love all over again if this is you and you desire to receive Jesus for the first time in on-site and online can I invite you to raise your hand I want to pray for you with all eyes closed is there anyone receiving Jesus for the first time up in the gallery as well I want to pray for you father I want to bless my friends in on-site and even in the online space receiving Jesus for the first time May you fill them with your spirit. May you cleanse them, forgive them of all their sins. Today, in this Christmas season, give them a new birth, a new heart, a new beginning, so that they have a new spirit, a new empowerment to do what is right, to walk in the light and to love again. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. With all eyes closed, I want to speak to my brothers and sisters in Christ. God is speaking to you. God is stirring in your heart to let go and to forgive someone. God wants to deepen your love for one another so that you know Him deeper like never before and you show who, you show God to the people out there. And if this is you responding to today's sermon, I want to invite you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Raise your hand if God is asking you to let go and forgive someone. Raise your hand if you want God to empower you to love one another so that you can grow deeper in the knowledge of God and you can show God to the people around you. I want to pray for you. Father, I pray that you empower my brothers and sisters here and up in the gallery. Fill us with your spirit of love. Take away all bitterness, all hatred, all revenge. Take it away in the name of Jesus. Open our eyes to see you in the difficult situation. Help us to give thanks to you for difficult situation and difficult people because it is through these situations we get to love. We get to grow deeper in our love for one another. We get to know you deeper like never before. Empower us, fill us, so that when others ask us who is Jesus and where is Jesus, we have a story of love to tell the world out there who is lost. Fill us with your Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let us respond to God once again with the chorus. Spent some time listening to God's word and we hope that the message has ministered to you. Should you require more assistance, kindly call 6892 or you can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.